St. Thomas's Summa, Part 3, Question 16, Article 7. Whether this is true, man was made God. Objection 1. It would seem that this is true. Man was made God. For it is written in Romans chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his Son, who was made to him of the seed of David according to the flesh. Now Christ, as man, is of the seed of David according to the flesh. Therefore, man was made the Son of God. Objection 2. Further, Augustine says that such was this assumption which made God man and man God. But by reason of this assumption, this is true. God was made man. Therefore, in like manner, this is true. Man was made God. Objection 3. Further, Gregory Nazianzen says, quote, God was humanized and man was deified, or whatever else one may like to call it, unquote. Now, God is said to be humanized by being made man. Therefore, with equal reason, man is said to be deified by being made God. And thus, it is true that man was made God. Objection four. Further, when it is said that God was made man, the subject of the making or uniting is not God, but human nature which the word man signifies. Now, that seems to be the subject of the making to which the making is attributed. Hence, man was made God is truer than God was made man. On the contrary, Damascene says, we do not say that man was deified, but that God was humanized. Now, to be made God is the same as to be deified. Hence, this is false. Man was made God. I answer that. This proposition, man was made God, may be understood in three ways. First, so that the participle made absolutely determines either the subject or the predicate. And in this sense, it is false, since neither the man of whom it is predicated was made, nor is God made, as will be said in Articles 8 and 9. And in the same sense, this is false. God was made man. But it is not of this sense that we are now speaking. Secondly, it may be so understood that the word made determines the composition. With this meaning, man was made God, that is, it was brought about that man is God. And in this sense, both are true. That is, that man was made God and that God was made man. But this is not the proper sense of these phrases. Unless, indeed, we are to understand that man has not a personal but a simple supposition. For although this man was not made God, because this suppositum, that is, the person of the Son of God, was eternally God, yet man, speaking commonly, was not always God. Thirdly, Properly understood, this participle made attaches making to man with relation to God as the term of the making. And in this sense, granted that the person or hypostasis in Christ are the same as the suppositum of God and man, as was shown in question two, 
this proposition is false because when it is said man was made God, man has a personal suppositum because to be God is not verified of the man in his human nature, but in his suppositum. Now, the suppositum of human nature of whom to be God is verified is the same as the hypostasis or person of the Son of God, who was always God. Hence, it cannot be said that this man began to be God or is made God or that he was made God. But if there were a different hypostasis of God and man so that to be God was predicated of the man and conversely by reason of a certain conjunction of supposita or of personal dignity or of affection or indwelling, as the Nestorians said, then with equal reason might it be said that man was made God, that is, joined to God, and that God was made man, that is, joined to man. Reply to Objection 1. In these words of the Apostle, the relative who, which refers to the person of the Son of God, ought not to be considered as affecting the predicate, as if someone already existing of the seed of David according to the flesh was made the Son of God. And it is in this sense that the objection takes it. But it ought to be taken as affecting the subject with this meaning, that the Son of God was made to him, namely to the honor of the Father, as the gloss expounds it, being of the seed of David according to the flesh. As if to say, the Son of God having flesh of the seed of David to the honor of God. Reply to Objection 2. This saying of Augustine is to be taken in the sense that by the assumption that took place in the Incarnation, it was brought about that man is God and God is man. And in this sense, both sayings are true, as stated above. The same is to be said in reply to the third objection, since to be deified is the same as to be made God. Reply to objection four. A term placed in the subject is taken materially, that is, for the suppositum. Placed in the predicate, it is taken formally, that is, for the nature signified. Hence, when it is said that man was made God, the being made is not attributed to the human nature, but to the suppositum of the human nature, which is God from eternity, and hence it does not befit him to be made God. But when it is said that God was made man, the making is taken to be terminated in the human nature. Hence, properly speaking, this is true. God was made man, and this is false. Man was made God, even as if Socrates, who was already a man, were made white and were pointed out. This would be true. This man was made white today. And this would be false. This white thing was made man today. Nevertheless, if on the part of the subject there is added some word signifying human nature in the abstract, it might be taken in this way for the subject of the making. For example, if it were said that human nature was made 
the son of gods.